You are listening to the Marriage Mindset Podcast with Heather Flake, episode number three, communication tips. Welcome to Marriage Mindset, where I teach you how to get your brain on board in order to create more joy and connection in your marriage today. I'm Heather Flake, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and Certified Life Coach. I'm here to show you that regardless of your spouse's choices, you can experience joy, peace, and connection in your marriage if you want to. It's up to you and yours for the taking, and I'm going to show you how. Let's go. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the podcast. All right. So today I'm going to be talking about communication. I feel like communication in marriage can be a hard thing for a lot of couples. So today I'm just going to give you a few ideas and then four tips that you could apply today in order to improve your communication if that's something you're seeking to do. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. So the first thing that I want to put into your brain is recognize that communication is much simpler than you think. Okay. As humans, we're very complex and we're very complicated and that is a great thing. Nothing's wrong with you, right? So obviously a lot of times communication can feel hard or difficult because we're so complicated and complex. But when you think about the definition of communication, literally all it is, is exchanging information or news. Like I say words, I hear words, right? Like communication is simply just sharing your ideas, your thoughts with another person, and then maybe you listening and responding back, right? But we as humans make communication really difficult, which is just natural. We're going to do that. So that's why I want to give you some tips that you can apply to try to make it work for you a little better. But something that we do when it comes to communication is we tend to dramify. Dramify it. Yes, <laughs> that's a word I made up. You can use it. So, for example, my husband will say to me, Hey, are you okay? That's a fact. That's what he said. He's just asked me a question. But in my mind, I already start to dramify it. And I, I tend to think, Oh my gosh, why is he nagging me? Yes, I'm totally fine. Right. Or my husband will ask, did you exercise today? It's a fact. It's just a question. It's not good. It's not bad. It's a question that you can ask. And my mind jumps to, oh my gosh, like why, why, why is he even asking me that? Like what, what does he care? He should be exercising, right? Like I will dramify it. So we're really good at making things big and dramatic and deducting things that really aren't even happening or they were never the intention of the other person in the first place. But just notice that you are going to do that and nothing's wrong with you. Welcome to being a human. But something that I try to do and I would invite you to do is separate the facts and the drama. So when your spouse says something to you and your gut reaction is to be really angry or to be confused or to be upset, ask yourself, what's the facts here? Because I promise you the facts are way less and the drama is way more. The way you're interpreting it or what you're making it mean about yourself and your relationship are probably a lot more than just the facts. So it can be helpful to just look at the facts because then it's not as an emotionally charged thing and you can see more clearly a way in which it might be better for you to respond. So just an idea that I want to throw out there. 
All right, let's give you some tips. Tip number one I'm going to say is to know and remember. So what the heck am I talking about? Okay, what I want you to pay attention to is your personal style, your tendencies, your habits, your upbringing, all of those things and how they contribute to the way that you communicate. Because like it or not, that's totally playing a role. How you were raised, the home you grew up in, your environment, your socialization, the schools you went to, the friends you had, like all of those things are impacting the way that you communicate today. And maybe you haven't recognized it, but you totally have a style, you have tendencies, you have habits, you have cycles when it comes to the way you communicate. And it's gonna be really helpful for you to pay attention to those things, right? You wanna be really aware of how it is that you communicate without labeling yourself. It is not helpful to label yourself as a good communicated, whoa good communicator or a bad communicator. Like don't label yourself, don't put yourself in a box. Just say, oh yeah, I'm a communicator. Frequently when I'm working with clients, they'll tell me, oh yeah, Heather, like I just really struggle with communication. I'm not a good communicator. And I say, I'm sorry, I totally don't think that's true because we talk every single week for 45 minutes and you communicate perfectly, right? So you can communicate. So don't don't put labels on it, right? But do pay attention and recognize how you do it, what your tendencies are. For example, I tend when there's like a confrontation or I feel upset at my husband, I tend to just totally shut down, meaning I don't use words. I give the cold shoulder. I go silent. I don't talk. I shut down those type of things. Like that's something that I've noticed in myself for years. And so knowing that gives me a lot of power and I'm able to actually work on it. Right. I also have a tendency to undershare. Some people overshare and I don't even know if I really like that term. Some people are just a lot more open and say more things. Like when my spouse says, how was your day? I'm generally just like, yeah, it was good. And he's like, give me something, woman. Like, tell me about your day. So those are just some examples. You just want to recognize how do you communicate? And it's also helpful to do the same thing for your spouse. But you guys, you want to do this like a scientist. You never wanna do this from a judgmental place. So just pretend you have a clipboard and a lab coat on and you are just making observations. You're super curious, you're always compassionate and you are just making observations. But do the same thing for your spouse. Consider how they were raised and the family and the environment that they grew up in. Notice their habits, notice their styles and their tendencies and their personality. Because when you do this, it can help you, especially when you're having a difficult conversation, it can help you to extend more grace because you understand where they're coming from, right? It's just like, oh yeah, it totally makes sense that they're doing this thing because that's just that's just what they usually do. They've been doing it that way for a really long time. So when you know your styles of communication and you can remember that you do have styles and tendencies and habits and that they're different, I think that allows so much space for grace to come into the communication aspect of your marriage, which is a beautiful thing. All right. Tip number two is to make an invitation or schedule communication. Now, I know that does not sound super appealing or romantic, but I think it can be really helpful. 
One way in which this is super helpful is especially when you know you're going to have a difficult conversation or you want to talk to your spouse about a topic that you know is usually emotionally charged or difficult. Maybe it's finances, maybe it's parenting, um, maybe it's something that you want to do or try and you feel nervous about it. So I found that I literally send my husband like a Google invite and I just put a time in my calendar and I send him an invite where he it says like chat with head or whatever and there's a time and he can accept it yes or no. I know that sounds silly but I do that to hold myself accountable y'all because I know if I need to have a conversation with Devin that's going to be kind of difficult or uncomfortable I don't want to do it and so I will talk myself out of it especially when my spouse doesn't even know that there's something that I want to talk about right. So it's really helpful to just schedule it because then he knows about it. I know he knows about it. And so it's much more likely for that conversation to happen. But also, it's not like it has to happen just around difficult conversations. I think it's also super helpful and can be a healthy thing to just schedule check-ins, right? Life gets really busy. You have a family. You have a job. You have all kinds of things that are competing for your time all the time. And so it can be really easy to not do a lot of communicating with your spouse because it just can fall to the bottom of your list of to-dos, right? And by the time it comes around, maybe you don't have a lot of energy and you'd rather sleep. So that's another really helpful way to encourage and practice communication is by simply scheduling it, right? So maybe it's just like, hey, Every night after dinner or every night as soon as the kids are in bed, we're going to give each other 20 minutes and we're just going to do a debrief of our day and check in on each other and take care of anything we need to take care of. Boom. Like, make it happen. Be intentional about it. If you just hope that communication is going to occur, then you're, you're like, I just don't really recommend that because so many other things are going to come before that. So just be intentional and schedule intentional communication. And I think you will see a lot of benefits from doing that. You can increase your connection and your intimacy and just that overall feeling of being a team and we're on the same page. So I think that's really helpful. Okay. Tip number three is to give a preface. So what I mean by this is if you know you're going to have a conversation that's going to be difficult or you're nervous about, give your partner a warning. Um, I was at Disneyland a few weeks ago, and so this example is in my mind, but there's certain rides that have a disclaimer, and they're like, hey, there's going to be a lot of shining bright lights and loud noise, so if that's something you're not about, you may not want to get on this ride, right? It's kind of that same thing. Like, if I know I'm going to have to talk about something that's difficult, I just preface it, and I say, hey, Dev, listen, what I'm about to say is probably going to be hard to hear. It's hard for me to say it's probably going to come out really clunky and weird, but I'm talking to you about this because I love you and I love us and I care about you and I, I need to just express what's going on for me, okay? But just know that I love you fiercely and I also just want you to know that I recognize this might be a hard conversation. I think just giving that little disclaimer, A, for me, just allows me to breathe and I'm just like, oh, okay, it's out there. Like, cat's out of the bag. It's out there. Let's go. And I think the same thing happens for your spouse. They can be, be a little more aware instead of like totally being like, what the heck that came way out of left field. I wasn't expecting that. And I think it just allows more space for that conversation to happen. And it also 
helps helps so that there's not this feeling of like, oh, I'm being attacked, right? It's just like you owning like, hey, I totally know this is going to be hard to hear. It's hard for me to say, but I love you and we can figure this out. Okay, step four, the final tip for today is to don't make the end goal of communication to be a solution. Just make the end goal to be communication, right? So often when we come together, we're talking, we we just want an answer. We want it to be fixed, right? And so often we're not able to fix things in one conversation or come up with a solution in one conversation. It might take lots of conversations and practicing and trying different things and failing, right? So for me, if I just remember, oh yeah, the goal is just communicating. The goal is like putting everything out on the table, talking about this, not necessarily a solution. That gives me so much more peace and freedom to just let it be what it is. And um, I know that if communication is the goal, eventually a solution is going to present itself, but I'm not as freaked out about the timeline because I'm not expecting a solution to appear after one conversation. So don't make the end goal a solution, just make the end goal to put it out there, to say what you're thinking, say what you're feeling, to hear your partner, just to communicate, all right? Okay, so I'm just gonna do a brief recap on the four steps to just, really these are just things for you to consider in your communication, in your marriage. And I think implementing them might really help you, but I don't know. You're going to have to try it out. These are things that have helped me. Step one, know and remember you and your spouse's styles, tendencies, habits, upbringing when it comes to communication and allow space and grace for that. Step two, invite and schedule intentional communication time in your marriage. Number three, give a preface or like a warning, like, hey, yo, this might be a difficult conversation, but I love you. We're going to figure it out. And this is a safe space for us to chat. And step four, don't make the end goal a solution. Just let the goal be communication. If you go in with that idea, you're going to be a lot more successful. All right, my friends, here's what I want to leave you with. You have every reason to be hopeful no matter what communication your marriage has looked like up to this point. Because as a human, you can always evolve and learn and grow and do better and be better every single day. Like every day is a clean slate. And I think that's so exciting and so empowering. So don't be discouraged. Just be willing to try new things and to put yourself out there. It might be uncomfortable, but it's worth it, right? It's worth it to get better at communicating because better communication creates better connection and just a better relationship in general. So go ahead and give it a try and let me know how it goes for you. Happy communicating y'all. Enjoy your day and we'll see you here next time. Ciao. Thank you so much for joining me here today on Marriage Mindset. I hope that you enjoyed what you heard and that you can take some of the things we talked about and apply them in your marriage. If you're looking for more one-on-one help, I'm currently taking new clients. You can visit heatherflakecoaching.com to sign up for a free discovery call where we can chat about all the things that you're struggling with and figure out if we might be a good fit for each other. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you here next Monday.